Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. Welcome to Higher Learning. Put your thinking caps on. I am Van Lathan. What's up, guys? I'm Rachel Lindsay. Rachel's, Rachel's, Rachel's I'm got feeling a myself. <laughs> she's got a different, she's got a different whole vibe and aura Yeah, today, I'm y'all. feeling myself. I'm holding the microphone. You know, I, just, I, have, I was on extra on set today for the first time. It's a new season. Mm-hmm. I got a new office and I got a new wig. You got a new wig. You got a new, I got wig. A new wig. First of all, you put the picture up on Instagram of you on the extra set. And it looked like you're on a Starship Enterprise. Y'all really got a futuristic set. Like, it looks like y'all beaming in from Mars or some shit like that. Why it look like that? Like, seriously, why? Why? I feel like it was the colored dress I was wearing that made it feel that way. I'm going to take, take a picture from a different angle and maybe give you something different. But you know what, Van? People are starting to look forward to your comments on my page. People start saying, where's Van? Can't wait to see what Van says about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should ask yourself why there's always something to say. I'm not thinking about you when I take these pictures. You should. Maybe you should. Maybe you should look around and go, does it look like we're about to fucking fight the Cleons? (laughs) You know what I mean? Nah, it was actually great. But you know what? We talked about something. We were talking about wigs before because you're wearing a wig right now and you had a wig on in the picture. I'm an avid wig wearer because I can't have them messing up my hair putting heat on it every day. What does that mean? I don't understand what that means. So like, you know, I have to have my hair done every day. So a curling iron, a flat iron. After a while, that heat damages your hair. It starts to break off. It happened to me on The Bachelorette. Right. So now this is a protective style. I'm straight. I'm straight Cleo from set it off underneath here. Underneath there. You like, like they, 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 they braid them and then they put them down on your head. Yeah. Yeah. I clip, I clip it in. It's not glued on. So like at night I take it off. So how much of that, (laughs) how much of that hair right there that you're wearing is, I won't say your hair because it's definitely your hair. No, none of this is my hair. Well, no, I mean, it's straight. your hair because you bought it. Like your car it, is your right. car. Yeah, so it's your it's your hair. But that that looks dope, though. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Shout out to Cynthia Glam for my fresh wig. Yes, yes. Shout out to Cynthia Glam. I mean, you want it to look as natural as possible, but I'm not also one of them people who's like, this is my hair. I'm not trying to pass it off as my hair. Okay, so let me tell you what I'm going to do now. Let me okay. tell you what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to start fucking with wigs. I'll tell I'm you what. I'm, I'm going to start fucking with wigs. Why am I going through this? Why can you, all of a sudden, just change your entire look? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Coming in here, looking like fucking Whitney Houston circa 1992. You know what I'm saying? Coming in here, you know what I mean? The whole deal, looking all glammed up. Thank but you. I got to deal with this... Wu-Tang hairline that I've been <gasps> dealing it with for the last year. You know what I'm saying? My hairline is like basically the 36 chambers is the Wu-Tang. And <gasps> I got to, and, and I, I, and I got, I'm serious. I got to deal with this. 
Why? Wait, why? What? What? What, <laughs> what is the? What is the? What is the? Uh, why am I going through this? Why don't look at this? I mean, look. I mean, I keep it low so you okay, can't tell. It doesn't really look as bad. It's really not that bad. It's but, not that bad. But, but, but you guys can't see because it's shiny. But it's like there's no hair in this area. It's literally really the woo. It's the Wu Tang. So why? <laughs> why? If it's if I can just change my whole life and take it back to. 2008, why am I doing this? Why am I going to do this? But you don't have to. Have you seen mm. the man wigs? They look fire. See, so good. Nobody would know. You just glue it they down. Would, you they glue would it down know. in them spots, in the, in the gaps, in the W uh-huh. gaps. You would just yeah. glue it in. You have a straight hairline. You could go curly. You could go, ooh, you could buzz ooh. it down. You could ooh. really change it up. You could fade it up on the sides. You could Jeez. be whoever you want, want to, be. to be. Yo, could I go like El DeBarge with it? You go El like, Debarge. Oh my God. I could go like, see that, that's that, that going El Debarge with it. Cause I didn't even know that the El Debarge people, excuse me, the El Debarge family, I didn't really know that they, I didn't even know that they weren't Latino. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew they were black and white. Didn't know that. And, and, when, and I'm sorry, it. how did she find out? Uh, somebody just talked about it on, on Twitter one time. Like, did y'all know that El Debarge and them weren't Latino? Never knew it. <laughs> Never it's, knew it that. Was the, it was the rhythm of the night. That's that's what confused you? The well, song I mean, the rhythm of the night? Or the maybe lo- the fact that one was named L and the other name, oh, other, wait. other one Chico, was Chico. Chico. And it was sure the bar. Right. Yeah. You maybe sure? I, fe- I felt like, I felt like they kind of, the L DeBarge family, slightly Rachel Dolezal, a little bit. Okay, don't do that to them. Uh, it, don't do that I, to them. Shout out to L. I would love to have L DeBarge on the podcast, by the way. Man. L DeBarge, you know, had a, quite a life. But I felt a little weird about it. But I always look, just look at the hair and be like, yo, that shit is bomb. But you're telling me that I could have that hair anytime I want. You can. You hmm. too, Van, can have this hair if you right. want it. How much does a wig like that cost? This was $450. $450? That's actually not crazy $450 expensive. fucking dollars? Can I explain? The wig was... The, the wig is... It's can $400 I for the wig? You realize okay. this isn't a one-time wig. Like, I can wear this for a while. So it's an investment. It's like getting a new bag. Okay. For, okay. How much does a wig cost? But here's also, I don't have to pay to get my hair done. You realize that too. So think so about how much- you just put much, the wig on. Yeah, like I braid it down. I wash it, braid it down, and put the wig on. So think about how much girl women spend when they go get their hair done. The hair dollar business is a billion dollar business. So I'm saving so much money because I this is a one time purchase. I don't need to buy another wig for months, so what sometimes the, a year. So is that an expensive wig? Four fifty is like the top of the line. Um, this one doesn't curl like not have natural curls. So usually, depending on the type of hair you get, that's when it costs more. Mm-hmm. How much can a wig cost? Ask Beyonce. So Beyonce is paying what? A thousand? A thousand? I would say like 10, maybe. $10,000? Maybe like five. Maybe like five. Definitely, definitely more than a thousand. It's niggas driving around Baton Rouge right now in wigs. They got cars that cost five grand. It's a wig. Like you yeah. could go, like I know, I I know, you know what the cars I'm talking about. Five yeah. grand, yeah. no air conditioning. Some kind of shit comes out of the muffler. You don't know what it is. It, it smells bad. Like, but that's a whole wig. I didn't know that the wig. It's an investment, though. That's how I, I like. I tell people it's an investment. I don't have to pay for, to get my hair done for months. For months. It actually, it honestly balances out. 
Do you change it? Are you going to change it up while you're on extra? Are you going to wear this wig and then you're going to change it up with another wig? It depends if they make me be consistent or not because I like to change up my hair. That's why I don't try to pretend it's mine. Right. But they they might let you, they might say, hey, we want you looking the same way every time you come on. You know what I mean? So then you can't change the wig. I don't know. I might have to pull a card or two about like black women in their hair and how, yeah. They can't tell you how to do your hair? Yeah. They cannot tell you how to do your hair. Look, we'll... (laughs) <laughs> but they haven't Look, said that to me. They haven't said that to they, me. I know they haven't, but Do you see I keep touching? I'm, I'm, I'm so into you it. Love you that. see I keep moving it up? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, listen, Did you? I, I hope that you had a good weekend. We are happy to have you in LA. I'm glad you got a good start. Seems like your weekend was very inspired and you had a good one. Uh, there was, what about you? Well, my you weekend a, was, it was, okay. it was good. It was good. Okay. Hung out with the fellows a little bit. Um, bad news out of LA. Uh, mm-hmm. Horrible news out of LA. Um, two Los Angeles County's uh, sheriff's deputies were ambushed and shot. Uh, this happened Saturday around seven o'clock at the MLK Transit Center in Compton. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two deputies were a 31 year old mother and a 24 year old man. They are hospitalized and they were fighting for their lives. There has been a $100,000 reward for any information that would lead to the arrest of the gunman. You can see this very clearly on videotape. Uh, a gunman on surveillance video, a gunman walks up to, I guess, a police cruiser, a sheriff's department cruiser, and unloads into uh, the cruiser while these two officers were inside of it. Uh, Then they flee. Um, Both Trump and Biden uh, spoke on the attack. Biden said that it was absolutely unconscionable. Trump said, we find that person, we should get, got to get much faster with our courts and much tougher with our sentencing. So both guys, uh, both men, should I say, in the presidential election weighed in. There were there was some talk uh, on Twitter Saturday night that uh, protesters were barricading uh, a hospital, impeding people's way in, try, uh, not letting emergency officials uh, get into the hospital, um, and saying, we want them to die, or, mm-hmm. or, or chanting something along the lines of, we want them to die, of, of let them die, or something like that. There's been no video to confirm that. I don't know whether or not that was happening. I I haven't seen anything on tape, which a lot of these things are on tape. If that means people were chanting, you would expect to see it on tape. I haven't seen it as of yet. You, you heard this news. It was everywhere. Obviously, mm-hmm. this is the type of thing at this time that can get very sensitive. and uh, People can discuss it and use it depending on what their goals and um, objectives are in different ways. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts when you heard? Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously a, a tragedy. And you don't want to see killing happen at any level. No, you don't want to see it sure. done to anybody. Right. And I think that what's sad here is that people are using it, like you said, to push out a certain message or an agenda when the message should just be the killing has to stop. I think people Mm -hmm. are looking for someone to blame when it comes to racism. I think people are looking for someone to blame when it comes to how the police, they feel the police are being treated. And this isn't the way to do it. I mean, this is horrendous that someone walked up to two police officers who were sitting in their car doing nothing. It's a dangerous job. We all admit that. But you go in there and you shoot them with the intent to kill them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just that I'm like, what is this world coming to? What is this world coming to? What, how does it, what, when is it going to stop? 
When are we going to exert the same energy for being upset at two police officers being shot in their police car while they're on duty and have that same energy to people who are being killed at the hands of police, black, black people, people of color being killed at the, at the hands of police in the street or wherever it may be. Something's got to stop. Something's got to give. I feel like people are lost at this point. And like I said, looking for someone to blame, to end racism, to end the killing. And it's, I feel like we're like in the end of days. I feel like it's like Sodom and Gomorrah out here. Hmm. Hmm. Well, they were. I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah, you could, you could argue that it was some fun stuff that was maybe, anyway. uh, So here's the thing that people have to understand in this. First of all, nobody that I know or nobody that I've talked to um, is arguing for the right to kill police officers. I haven't heard one person say that what we're out on the street for is the right to open fire on people who haven't done anything, a mother and another police officer, and kill them. No one is arguing for the right to kill police officers. Okay, but are you not getting people sending you There's a video circulating of a man who is laughing or making light of the fact that what the police officers who were just shot, that that happened to them. And what I'm getting is people sending that video to me as if like, see, see, as if saying if you support Black Lives Matter, then that means that you support the killing of police officers. That's the comparison that's being made when people are sending me these videos, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And it's awful that you think because you support one movement where where you're saying our lives need to matter as well, we want equality, then that means that we support the killing of police officers, which is not the case. I'm getting a lot of that. Well, I mean, for me, I'm not getting much of it, but I I would say to those people that, that they have any words for President Trump or for Ann Coulter when President Trump said a lot of kids do stupid things at 17 when describing Kyle Rittenhouse who killed Don, three people. Don Jr. said it. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. said a lot of kids do stupid things at 17 when describing uh, Kyle Rittenhouse or when Ann Coulter saying they wanted Kyle Rittenhouse to be president. See, there's something deeper here. The deeper thing is there's a difference between... um discourse and war. Discourse is, hey, we both have a similar goal, which is to live in a country that that prioritizes freedom, justice, and equality. And these are the ways that I think that we should go about it. And you look across the aisle and someone says, well, I want the same thing, but these are the ways that I think we we go about it. You can reach across the aisle to that person, shake their hand, and agree to disagree on some things and look at places where you can build. That's discourse. Any civilization worth its salt is going to have discourse. When you are in a war, you don't have that. You have enemies. Mm -hmm. And when you have an enemy, one thing about having an enemy is you don't care when they die. So when I hesitate to ever use the term enemy when I'm even describing someone that I disagree with, right? You don't care about what happens to an enemy. You don't care about what happens to an enemy's family. You don't care about what happens to an enemy's significant other. You know, you don't care about that. When you have an enemy, you just need to destroy them. Mm -hmm. And one of the sure methods of of destruction is death. (laughs) Right, right. Go get that checked out. But one of these, one of the, uh, 
sure methods of destruction is death. So when the government started using all of these terms, right? It's a war on drugs. It's a war on this. It's a war on that. You have to ask yourself, well, if the war on drugs is being used to be hyper-militaristic, it's being used to go into neighborhoods and over-police them, and for all of these things, he might have this, he might have that. For the police culture that we see, does a community anywhere, parts of a community, feel like they've been made the enemy of America? And on the flip side, because those police officers might be acting the way that they're acting, uh, do those people feel like the police are their enemies? Because when you make someone an enemy of what you are, not that they don't understand, not that they can't get it, but when you make them an enemy of what you are, when people say, hey, If you disagree with President Trump, you're an enemy to freedom. Mm -hmm. You're an enemy to progress. You're an enemy to America. You're one of America's enemies. What they're saying is, go kill them. Because enemies have to be killed. Like, enemies have to be put down. And so when you look at things like this, what I see is obviously an abhorrent, terrible act, right? An inexcusable act of cowardice, right? Because you didn't, you, you you ran up on someone, you shot him. It's not like you were fighting for your life or anything like that. You took somebody that couldn't get to their gun. That's like not even a war tactic. Right. That's, a, that's an, an ambush. ambush you, an ambush and and you, you, you shoot them and then you run away. You mm-hmm. can't do anything more cowardly. But I guess my thing is that if we're fighting a war, if it's all this, if these are the ways ways that we've positioned this, what else can we expect society to deteriorate to? Because remember, Kyle Rittenhouse, he did that a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, Kill people. Right. And there was a whole portion of the country that celebrated that. So what they did when they did that was either overtly or subconsciously send a message that there is a clear-cut enemy, which they already have said, mm-hmm. and that uh, killing them isn't out of bounds. Right. So when that comes back around, I guess my thing starts to be, was it, what is it going to take for everyone to realize that all of this is going too far? That we are one step away Maybe not even one step away. We're a half step away from yeah. losing the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you ask, what is it going to take? It's got to take acknowledgement, right? Somebody's got to admit what exactly what it is that you're saying. And it can't be us sitting, talking to each other on this podcast. It takes somebody with power to acknowledge exactly what is happening in this country. Because you're right, it's half a step now when you're having people roll up on police officers and just shoot them while they're sitting in their cars and then running away. I mean, what is this? Just two weeks ago, we were shocked at what Kyle Rittenhouse did when a teenager drove across state lines to kill two protesters and injure another, walking around with with a machine gun. We were shocked by that. Two weeks later, look at what happened now. What's going to happen next? We've been talking about a civil war since quarantine started with everything that's happening. And we're getting closer and closer to that. 
it seems like every week. Yeah. I mean, look, there's something else that's going on. This happened in Compton. I want to put some people on something that we haven't really discussed here. This happened to the Compton Sheriff's Department. Uh, There has been an ongoing news story out of the Compton Sheriff's Department involving a group called the Executioners, which is a gang that exists inside of the Compton, the Compton Sheriff's Department. They, uh, that it, it, there is apparently, and Compton Mayor Asia Brown has spoken, uh, spoken about this. There's apparently a group, uh, inside of the Compton Sheriff's Department, um, that, it's a police gang. I don't know how else to say it. They get tattoos based upon initiations and things that they go into. They they shoot guys. They plant evidence. They do all kinds of things. And it's been something that's been brewing for the last two months. I think this was uncovered uh, back in June. Um, they there are a couple of gangs. Some call them the the Grim Reapers, the Banditos, the Jump oh Out Boys. God. All of these things are gangs that apparently exist inside the Compton Sheriff's Department. So there, I say all this to say. Uh, that, you know, when stories like that come out and some of the things seem to be intentional and that they happen within a sheriff's department, you start to wonder how that affects the psyche of the community that is being policed, whether or not they see this as an assault on police officers. Uh, By the way, there is absolutely zero indication that either one of these officers or deputies have any affiliation with any of those things that we just talked about. Uh, but if people in Compton, or if some people in Compton, which I w- wouldn't even dare to th- uh, speak for all of them, believe that they're being policed by violent criminals, violent criminal gangs that exist inside of a sheriff's department, if they think that this is killing a police officer, or if they think that this is just the gang warfare that they are sort of used to. And when I thought, when I saw that, I thought, you know, are the typical definitions of citizen, cop, whatever, being blurred by combatant and sort of a enemy versus friend type of deals? Like, are we at a point to where, like, I walked down Rodeo today, um, just getting my, my 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 exercise or whatever. I walked down Rodeo. Well, I walked down Rodeo. From Compton to Rodeo, okay. Whatever. I I walked down (laughs) Rodeo today, and I saw a black man sitting down on the sidewalk. And he was sitting down on the sidewalk, and he was surrounded by cops. There was about four or five police officers there, and there were some more police officers on the side. And I stopped, and I looked at him, and I went, yo, you okay? And And he was like, yo. He's like, yo, man, what's up? I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, like, yo, are you straight? Because I'll wait. And he was like, nah, I'm good. And then I looked at the rest of the cops who, who shot me a glance and I walked on. I didn't feel like he was safe because the police were there. I didn't feel like anyone was safe because the police that were there. As a matter of fact, I personally felt more danger because the police were there. Mm-hmm. So being, and that's coming from me, a stable-minded person. If someone is less stable do they see the police now as something that has to be violently eliminated? And if we're to that point and enough people have that perspective, what do we have to do to get that back? The first thing we have to do is say, yo, not only is this not the way, this works at cross purposes to what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. 
Because now, what's going to happen in Compton and around L.A. is you're going to see cops on a warpath. Yeah. And, and not that we're scared of the police, but the reality is there are a lot of people who could potentially be collateral damage. Like, out of that ambush, you could see more hashtags. So I'm, I'm telling you, that is definitely not the way that we want to get into this entire thing. Well, we've talked about it a bit when we talked about what Dave Chappelle brings up. And I can't think of the, the gentleman's name who was killing police officers and how the police responded. It's Christopher Dorner. Christopher Dorner. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have a huge impact and effect. I'm still stuck on, I'm still stuck on the ex- executioners that you talked about. Oh. I don't understand how, if this, if this is out there and people have knowledge about it, how we're not shutting this down. Well, the... Uh, Especially uh, in light of the current climate, if you're serious about trying to make amends and bring people together and a mayor is calling them out, I don't understand how this isn't shut down, how this is still happening, especially when you have markings like tattoos. Well, the FBI is currently investigating them and so is the sheriff's department. The uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff, I think the top guy is... Uh, let me get his name right. His name is Villanueva. They are investigating whether or not um, how far this goes, whether or not it's real or whether or not it's false. But there are people that have been involved and have been members of the sheriff's department from the past who have been whistleblowers in this situation, alerting people to the fact that there is a gang inside of the Compton Sheriff's Department, right? Inside of, inside of that, that station down there. Uh, that it's the LA Sheriff's, Los Angeles County Sheriff's, but it's like specifically they're in Compton, their station where this is supposedly going on. So I guess my point about even bringing that up is people are hearing that, okay, the police, people are seeing the cops kill people. Then people are hearing the cops are a gang. Right. And once the cops go from becoming public servants to a gang, then they become subject to gang warfare. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's scary for everyone, right? If people no longer have faith in the in, in the police, if people no longer have faith in the institution, they don't believe that cops are there to protect and serve. They think that cops are actually there to kill and murder. Then you're going to see violence against police officers erupt in a way that we haven't seen before, and it right. has the it has the uh, ability to be widespread. Um, and by the way, it it's it we. we there's always a responsibility that you want to have when discussing these things, but there's also the acknowledgement that you want to have of people being afraid and fearful and crazy and unhinged and really believing that they're under attack all the time. And what do you do after you, after you, after you feel, have felt that way for a while? Now I want to make sure that I'm both being honest and respectful. In no way can what happened to these police officers be tolerated. In no way can it be tolerated. But I'd be lying if I wasn't sitting here saying I didn't expect to see that happen at some point. This is what I'll say. It's very similar to when we had the anti-Semitism talk because we acknowledge that it is wrong and we condemn that type of speech but we explained 
why some black figures might be responding the way that we are. We're giving you the different perspective. I would sure. say that that's exactly what you're doing right now. You would in no way condone what happened, but you're explaining how people can get to this type of mentality. The state of this current country, what we're in, we were using words like civil unrest and civil war. That was it. That's mm-hmm. an example of it right there, which is terrifying. Right. You know? Right. And so, I mean, you know, and another thing is whenever something like the Kyle Rittenhouse thing happens, people have the opportunity to come out and be strong. They have the opportunity to come out and say, hey, stop, don't do this. Don't be a part of this. This isn't the way. But when you mince words on it, it gets hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Mm. It gets it, it gets really difficult to preach restraint to one side and then abuse to another side. It gets very difficult to preach to one group of people, hey, respect this part of it, respect the lives of people, respect this and respect that. And then to a different group of people say, hey, whenever somebody gets murdered, it was just a mistake or it was somebody trying to in some way defend America. I don't know how people don't see that. I I don't, I don't get why people don't see the distinction between the two. This, the distinction that is being made between it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, The whole thing is absolutely disgusting. I, uh, does it, for the, can I ask you a question? When sure. you heard about it, and obviously you're you're looking at it as it's something that's absolutely horrendous and it's horrible, but at the same time, my thought, and I'm curious if, if you thought about this too, is this is the kind of stuff that feeds into the Trump administration and feeds into the narrative that he's putting out there that could potentially get him elected again. Yeah, I mean, for sure. My, my first thing was, you know, obviously I hope those two guys those, those two officers don't die. Um, I hope that they're okay. Uh, and then when I saw the video, I was like, Jesus Christ, what a terrible cowardly act. Like, what a, what a terrible thing to do to somebody. Uh, and then my thoughts went to, first, the community. Just the person that pulled that trigger on those two uh, sheriff's deputies just really put the community in harm's way. Mm-hmm. They did. The L.A. Sheriff's Department, the LAPD, probably will not stop until they have apprehended this suspect. And anyone who looks near to that suspect right now, their life is in danger walking around Los Angeles. Their life is in danger from getting beat up. From No, have they identified any characteristics of him yet? I mean, you could see, no, you could, but in in the video, you can kind of, kind of see a little bit of who... Of of what type of if you had any if you were in any way they are going to go hard so anybody that any information that they can get like really the community is less safe now than it was before those two sheriff's deputies were killed yeah. the community is less safe because that act that is a selfish cowardly absolutely thoughtless and despicable act that is well, not I- where we need to be. Well, I think so even more because it's my understanding that they don't know anything about the shooter, what he looks like, height, weight. According to the video, it's distorted. You can't tell. So you don't know what this person looks like, what community they come from, where they live. It could have been somebody from out of state. who You you just don't know. And I think that's what's scary because now you're going to have people put assumptions and stereotypes on who they think would do this type of act. And you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, 
for everyone out there that's talking the war shit, I get it. I understand. I understand you feel like you're at war. I understand you wake up and you see hashtag names uh, and you see these in terrible videos. It already feels like we're at war. We are at war. We are at war. To be honest with you, it doesn't feel like, like we're losing people regularly to a militarized police force. So I want to be, I want to, want to speak very plainly to everyone. There's no turning back from that. So everybody that's, uh, 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 everybody that's here in the country, right? Everybody around the world, go talk to a soldier. Go talk to your uncle who was in Vietnam. Go talk to your brother who was in Desert Storm or Afghanistan or any of those places. Talk to someone who went and fought on foreign soil, bullets whizzing by them, sleeping on rocks in the cold, actually putting their life on the line for something every day. Talk to them about that the way that was. Then pause and ask yourself and the people that, th- that you are around if you want that in your neighborhood in your backyard, in your front yard, uh, around you? If the answer is yes, Godspeed. But I'm telling you, once that happens, you cannot come back from that. That is the end game. It's not the beginning of anything. It's the end of something. And when I see acts like that happening, And when I see reports about a gang inside of the L.A. Sheriff's Department, what I'm thinking is, who is going to come into these situations and make these fucking things work? Who is going to deal with what's going on in the L.A. Sheriff's Department? Who's going to deal with what's happening in the police police departments all over America? Who's going to deal with what's going on in our communities? If you know the dude who went out and whomever who went out and shot these two cops, if they're in your community, who's going to deal with that? Because the reality is everybody's unsafe now. More unsafe. I think they were unsafe before. They're more unsafe. So I'm just saying, people talk a lot of shit. They talk about what it is that they want. They talk about how what it is that they have to do. Ask yourself if that's what you really want. If that's what you really want, then Godspeed. But I can guarantee you that a majority of people want to live in safe neighborhoods. That's safe from crime, but that's safe from the police too. Yeah. And that, what happened on Saturday, is not the way to get safe neighborhoods. Nope. Totally agree. Not at all. Just very disturbing to the spirit. Very, very disturbing to the soul. We do see not, it. To, to see, see it. it. That's, a, it's, you know, you hear it. It's still disturbing to see it. It's terrifying. Yes. Uh, now we see we sit here. What are we about? Um, I think we're about fifty two days away from the election. It's not fifty two. What? Why did yeah, I say that? Yeah, it's right like now? fifty. No, it's like fifty. We're like fifty days away. Do you know the the exact amount of days? We're like fifty so, days mean, away. We're like fifty. You're gonna say 50? about about fifty about fifty days away. About okay. We're gonna say about. okay. So we're gonna, Rachel says it's fifty, right? About fifty days away. Let's, let's play a game. You, you put a number on it? on it. Let's let's bet on it. Let's okay. bet on it. Let's bet on it. You put a number on it. And then I'll put a number on it. We'll see who's closer. And it's like, it's like back in the day, like pick a number between one through 10. If you go over, then you're out. Okay. How many days? 
I mean, I don't know what what are what what the what the, what the stakes be. Okay, let's, how about let, this? let's let the Thought Warriors put it to, put put it out there. Okay, the Thought Warriors, you guys can decide what the bet is going to be after. How many days do you say it is to the election? Fifty. I say it's fifty three. Okay. Okay. How many days is it? It's fifty. Oh shit. <laughs> Thought Warriors! Make sure you make it good. Oh, 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 no. Forget that. I got it. Man wig. What is it? Bam! That's it. Oh, I got to wear the man wig? You got to wear the man wig. I'm doing the man wig. That's it. I'm doing the man wig. By the way, I'm not just going to do the man wig. And now we're in LA. I already know somebody who can hook you up with one. It's happening. Give me the man wig. I got to do the man wig. By the way, I'm going to do the man wig for real, though. I'm going to do it for real. I mean, I'm going to get that bitch glued in. Well, you have to. How else is it going to stick? Well, I, you can't just put the man wig on and then take it off, like a Two Steve Harvey joint. It's, it's gonna move off. You don't want it. You don't want it moving your hairline. You want it to stay. Oh, I'm gonna do the man wig. Okay, fine, cool. I'll do the man wig. I'm gonna come on this bitch one day just with the man wig on. And if you, I like and you that could be anybody you want. You could pick any hairstyle you want. You can have oh, a fro. Shit. You can have it faded. You can have dread fro locks. People do that. Oh, can I get like the the Killmonger joint? You can from, have the Killmonger. Um, you can have the Killmonger. Hey. I mean, I, you know what? This just shows how much God loves me because I lost, but I won. You know what I'm saying? Because I got the man wig situation. That's true. So we are 50 days, big races, right, away from the election. And this is where we stand. We are going to update you guys right now on how things are looking. This is according to our good friends over at 270towin.com. As it stands right now, uh, based on this current polling, the Democrats have 278 electoral votes to okay. 169 Republican electoral votes, okay? You obviously need 270 to win. That is civics class. Uh, the Democrats are carrying states. According to this, there are three different categories here. There are There's basically uh, safe, then likely, then leans, actually four categories, then toss-up. So the toss-up states right now, there are one, two, three, four, five toss-up states. The toss-up states are Arizona, Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, and Ohio. I'll say it again. Uh, the toss-up states are Arizona, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, and Ohio. There really? Is, yes. There not are, Wisconsin? Okay. Not, Sorry, not Wisconsin right now is a leaning Democrat. Hmm. Wisconsin right now is leaning Democrat. That means that basically... Uh, this election is by no means a slam dunk. If you live in Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, or Ohio, or Florida, you must vote, okay? You must vote anywhere, but I'm telling you right now, these states are very crucial in deciding the election. Of course, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin are also there in Michigan as well. Michigan, according to this particular website, is leaning, leaning Democrat. All of those states are. None of them are solid blue. Florida is uh, one of the most fascinating states, obviously, because, you know, a lot of times, as for Florida, yeah. yeah, it goes to the election. But, but yeah, so right there. Uh, when you look at this map, as good as a position as Joe Biden is, there are very few places that are solidly blue for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, these places have gigantic populations. You're talking about places like California, New York, mm-hmm. and Illinois. But, you know, 
no one, you're hearing things out there in the press, in the media, like he has a 75% chance to win and stuff like that. But just look at this map. There's a lot of room for Trump to make up ground in these next 50 days. I completely agree, which is why the last few podcasts I've been saying, I'm not sold. I'm not going to do what I did to Hillary. I feel like I kind of wrote it off because I was like, there's no way he's going to win. But when you pay attention to the map and you see, it could be very close because there are all those little states, those smaller states, the electoral votes, they add up. And I'll tell you right now, my Floridians, because I'm voting in Florida, I requested my absentee ballot weeks ago. I haven't gotten it yet. The deadline is coming up to mail that, to be able to mail that in for it to be on time and count. Now, I will just fly out there if I have to, but not everybody's going to be able to do that. So I think with absentee ballots, uh, you need to make sure that you're requesting them and mailing them in on time. Yeah. Look, everybody vote as early as you can. Um, request. Request uh, your ballot. Um, and also... Very important. Figure out what they're doing to keep you from voting. Yeah. Um, Watch the Stacey Abrams documentary all in there on Amazon. Uh, Figure out what they're going to do to stop you from voting. Because for a lot of you that are listening to this right now, in these toss-up states, Arizona, Georgia, Georgia for sure, Florida, North Carolina, Ohio, uh, there are going to be things where you might have been purged off of a voter roll. I listened to the Secretary of State in Ohio on 538 Politics talk about the fact that he has no problem with going through his voter rolls and purging people. They have a signature system there in Ohio like they have everywhere else. If your signature has changed over time, your signature might not match what you signed when you registered before, and they might uh, throw your ballot out based upon that or throw out your voter registration based upon that. There are a lot of things that can get fucked up between now and the time that you have to go vote. So the reality is you want to give yourself the most time to be able to correct anything that would stop your voice from being heard here. So go figure it out early. You know what I mean? If you got some time this week, you got some time next week, go figure out if you're good in order to cast your ballot, to get your ballot and cast your ballot as early as possible. You do not want to be disenfranchised. And if you think you can wait to change certain information, I ran across this too when I was in Florida. I needed to get a Florida license. I waited a month trying to get it because of COVID and you have to make appointments to get a new license. That's a whole nother hurdle that you have to get past to get the license, then be able to register to vote because you have to register by a certain time. I missed the registration to vote locally because I was waiting a month to get a Florida license. So you got to pay attention to those kind of things. I heard this website on a podcast and I just want to say it. It's votesaveamerica.com. And what's great about this website, what I love that I hadn't really heard about anywhere else is, of course, they ask you to register your vote. Then they they have you name your state and they give you information so you can learn about your state. Then they teach you how to protect every last vote. And then the last step is that you can volunteer to adopt a swing state so you can get information, be educated, but then also make calls and do whatever mm. you need to do to help people vote the right way. And make yeah. sure that they're registered in these yeah. big swing states that Van just mentioned at the top of this segment. So I'm looking at something here. I'm thinking about Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask for some help from some people right now. Okay. Florida. I need Rick Ross to help us out. Rick Ross, the boss of Florida. 
the man in Florida, Miami, put on by put on by guys who made it possible, right? The guys like Trick Daddy, the Pitbull. guys like Luke Camp. Okay. You just, I'm just naming, I'm naming, I'm naming, I'm naming people to vote. You, I just want you to know, I don't know if Pitbull's fan base is going to vote the way we want them to vote. <laughs> well, we want them to vote. We want, we, listen, listen. If he's if he's if know. he's voting a certain way, I don't then maybe know. I, he can create. We don't know. Listen, we don't, I, I don't. Well, just you know, knowing a little bit about how things go down there in Miami. But did you? But we don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if Pitbull wanted to make America great again. Wouldn't be. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to assume. I can't say. I'm not going to assume, that, assume that. By the way, if that that's his right, it's America, baby. That's his right. It's his just, right. I don't want some things. I'm not assuming nothing. Just wouldn't be surprised if Pitbull was MAGA. Just wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I love Pitbull. Oh, yeah, little guy. <laughs> Come One of the here. nicest oh, people yeah. I've met. <laughs> Come here. I love that shit. I love it. But wouldn't be... I, I, I love... Apparently you don't, because lyrically, you can't oh, say that. No oh, yeah, words. little guy. Then I come here. Oh, I love. You know what I love about Pitbull? I love, like, like, seriously. I love, I love Pitbull's whole fucking thing. Pitbull is the most confident motherfucker in the world. Pitbull, sure. even the way he moves his hands, he's elegant. <laughs> like uh, Pitbull got the, uh, got the, the, the gloves on. You know what I'm saying? He got the gloves on with the suit. It's Miami. is fucking humid. It's hot in Miami. This is true. You, you don't see Pitbull in board shorts. <laughs> Pitbull not like Pitbull not out there. Pitbull is in a full no. fucking suit, full leather, suit. a leather suit. Oh yeah, loca, been like, come here, hey, we'll tell you high energy, and don't even really sweat with sunglasses on in Miami. Please in the humidity. make this a gift. Please make I, I, look, a gift I, or a video. I, 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 I love. I'm not listening. <laughs> Say it politically, whatever. I don't know about that, but I tell you what, okay, I love fine. Pitbull though. Pitbull. Okay, I'm saying I just don't know. Fine. I know Rick Ross. Pitbull. Anybody who's going to turn state blue and has a platform like, and a voice. Rick Ross. Okay. In Miami is Rick Ross. In Georgia is T.I. Okay. In North Carolina, it's two people. It's the baby. Is that where he's uh, from? He's from North Carolina. Yeah. Why'd you okay. say that like that? I, did, I just, that's not where I saw it in my head. That's not Where'd the state I would have picked for him. Well, what, what, what state would you have Georgia. picked for the baby? I, th- I thought of Georgia. I thought yeah. was, he was Atlanta. <sighs> As if so many, as if so many rappers are from North Carolina. J. Cole from North Carolina. I said so many. Don't name one. Don't pick one. Petey Pablo. Petey Pablo's from North Carolina. Throw your hands up. Take your shirt off. I'm familiar with that. Helicopter. I'm familiar with Also hot. There's so much hot music, bro. I used to be fucking. Like oh, you know what I love about Freakily? I just love how like at the end of Freakily, he just starts naming girls that he was like in the third grade with. Tisha, Kanisha, Sharon, Freakily, and Tamra, and Suki, and Barbara. I like just love. He's just naming people out of his third grade class. Like I know, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever. Um, yeah. So North, North Carolina is the uh, North Carolina is the baby, and is J Cole. And Ohio is Kid Cudi. Hmm. Okay, or Machine Gun Kelly. All right, these guys, get your people out there, man. Ross, T.I., the baby, but really Atlanta got, I mean, you really, Atlanta could be anybody. 
Atlanta, it could be Lil Baby. It could be T.I. Right. Anybody. Oh, so maybe I was confusing Lil Baby. Yeah, Lil Baby. Baby. It It could be anybody. What about Arizona? You forgot Arizona. Who we got there? I don't know of rappers. (laughs) I don't know about Arizona. I don't know. You got... What you get a nigga named Okay, Tucson we need Pete. Devin Booker. We need just start naming They're not athletes. from there. But so not they Red Soul? That's a, he they, signed a big contract. You're gonna, you're gonna have be there to be, for a minute. You're gonna be there. You're gonna for have a to be from there. You know what I mean? You have Fine. to be from there and all that make it work. If you're but in I mean, Arizona, tell us, tell us who. Yeah. yeah, Arizona, tell me what tell us about the Arizona hip hop. Who are the who are the big stars and singers or whatever? I've never heard of a nigga representing like Tucson. AZ. No. Or like Tempe. I've never heard of this. They have rappers from Arizona? I'm sure some guys no. live in Arizona. You know what I'm saying? They I've never heard of this before. Anyway, but we need people from there. We need to get the vote out. LeBron is doing that right now. Ohio, Kid Cudi, Machine Gun Kelly, all of these people. Get these young people involved. Get them off their couches. Make them vote. Atlanta, trap the vote. <laughs> trap it. Trap the vote, Atlanta. Trap like we gotta we gotta be vote trapping. You know how y'all we we got some of the in Atlanta right now in Georgia, we got some of the biggest experts in trapping ever. Right? They know how to turn it, they know how to get it, they know how to flip it. Man, flip the vote, trap the vote, get it in, get your customer base in. Get or them, like get them, them what... some incentives. Give them some incentives, yeah. right? Like Rick Ross, you could be doing something with Wingstop, you know, giving out discounts when you register to vote. That's illegal. Never mind. And I should know better. <laughs> maybe okay, not fine, to register. Maybe not to, re- maybe not to register. See, I but said to re- register. To register. To I register, said register. You might, to register, it might be okay. But I definitely know if Rick Ross start going, yo, we're going to give you a 15 piece if you vote for I, Biden. I didn't say that. I'm, I surely not register. You can't do that. That's illegal. Okay, but register. But then other people, candidates can be passing out, you know, volunteers can be passing out pamphlets at the, at the wing stop. I, right. Wingstop in Miami is packed. I know. I was a frequent visitor there. Right. Yeah, Wingstop registered registered to vote at Wingstop, but we got to get moving. We got 50 days, man. We got 50 It's less than that, though. Less than 50 days. It's really, when it comes to being registered, that's why you need to know your state rules. When it comes to being registered, it's less than that. You got to register by a certain time to be able to vote November 3rd. That's what you need to understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Now, that's that's my idea. Trap the vote. Let's get some of these votes. Trap out. the vote. We need some. Can the ringer make us some paraphernalia that says that? Please. Yeah. Make us some no, trap no. the vote. Trap that vote, man. Trap that vote, man. It's word to Jeezy. I'm saying word to Gucci. Jeezy. Word to all of these guys. Word to Jeezy. Word to Gucci, man. Shout out to all these guys, man. Trap the vote. I'm saying word to these kids. They, 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 they know how to speak to the youth. <laughs> They're in Atlanta. They know how to speak to them. All right. Uh... Football started. Woo! Didn't you feel like uh, it was like abracadabra and bam, football was on. It just came out of nowhere because we didn't get any build up to it. There was no really preseason and like, it just kind of came on. It was like, I remember watching something that said, next Thursday, the season starts. I was like, for real? Same. Like, like, all, like already? Because I didn't watch Hard Knocks this year or anything like that. I didn't get into football. There's a lot of news. So it's hard to care about offseason football, but football is here. Now, with the debut of football season, it had something else. It, you saw a lot of demonstrations across the landscape uh, for social change. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, I hate it when people say it's a demonstration for social injustice. That means that makes it seem like the, the players are out there demonstrating for social injustice. No, they're demonstrating against social injustice mm-hmm. and for unity against it. 
It's like the, it's like the niggas are out there going, yo, man, we love the way it's going right now. Open fire. No, nobody is, is that doing what you that. Say? That people say like this is a demonstration for social injustice. It's a demonstration. Okay. Don't, don't say that. It's a demonstration against social injustice. Okay. Uh, particularly in Kansas City, which was the opening uh game of the this 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 season. When the players uh, got down and they took a knee and they locked arms, a show of unity, the Kansas City faithful booed. Uh, there was so people in the crowd there in Kansas City. They booed these young black men. Were you disappointed at the booing that you saw? It what, did you say young black men? Oh, young black men, uh, just young men of all color. Like a lot of people there. I'm sorry, Rachel's got Rachel's right. This is not a black thing. This has been, uh, this is unity being showed by the well, NFL community. And the reason I harp, I like pointed that out is because that's the thing. It wasn't Kaepernick. Not not saying that that was wrong because I totally agree with what Kaepernick was doing. But I'm saying, okay, no one took a knee. There was nothing about the flag. This wasn't at the anthem. This is football players coming together, all colors standing together, locking arms, and showing that they are coming together for unity, symbolizing solidarity. And they're still getting booed. The PA announcer says over the, the, the intercom, this is, this is representative of an ongoing fight for equality in this country. And they boo. I thought immediately about last, our last podcast, and I thought you could literally press play to the things that you were saying about how people view athletes how they view them because they really, all they wanted them to do was play the game. This wasn't anything that was controversial. This wasn't any, in any way offensive to anybody. Not that even taking a knee is during Mm -hmm. the anthem. Yeah. But this is as simple as you could do it. And they still booed them. They booed unity. What is wrong with people? What like there there truly is no hope. I understand why we have who we have in office. I understand the administration that's there. When you have people that boo at you, condemn you for wanting to show solidarity. Hmm. I, I I could I I don't know. A part of me couldn't believe it and then a part of me is like typical. But I right. still want to get out of the mindset of saying Oh, this is typical. Oh, this is to be expected. You know, they did the bare minimum and it still was a problem. Hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you have hope in humanity? How do you have faith in people when you boo for this this type of behavior? uh, You know, we we keep talking about uh, whether or not these problems are fixable. And the scary thing about whether or not a problem of this magnitude is fixable is it's going to take a lot of people to fix it. It's going to take a lot of people to fix it. A lot of people to fix it. Now, there are things that we can do as black people that are have nothing to do with anyone else, right? But if we want to fix the society that we live in, we can fix our community with no help from anyone. I truly believe that. We can. But if we want to fix American society, then there are going to have to be people that are all hands on decks and, 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 fi- and fixing that. And even if they're not a part of the problem, they can't stand in the way. I want to read a quote to you it's by NBC uh, commentator Chris Collinsworth, who I always loved. I want to read you this and, and see how you feel about this. Did uh, he call I, this game? He called this game. He yeah, called he this and game. I, they called this game. Yeah. Uh, Chris Collinsworth said, I feel like, and I want to know what you think of this particular statement, whether or not you feel like this is great or not great or whatever. I know some people, people have a problem with it. 
It says, I feel like I have to start off by saying I stand behind these players 100%, 100%. What they're trying to do is bring positive change in this country that is, frankly, long, long overdue. Let's just get that out of the way and go call a football game, he said. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's really the sequence of how, of that statement? That's what he said. So let's just get that out of the way Hmm. and play football. Yes. In that statement, you dismissed everything that you said before that. That's the way that that sentence reads. You were dismissive of their fight for equality, of them expressing, demonstrating unity um, to all their fans. And then you say, let's, that, that is the equivalent of saying, shut up and dribble. I need, it is, it is. You, you, you feel like it is? Okay. No, I no, do. I don't. It's not that I disagree. It's, it, and maybe it was I, the wrong choice of words. That's not what he meant, but that's what he said. But it, it, this is my thing. That statement, no matter how Chris Collinsworth meant that, is the problem. That statement is the problem. Go ahead. Because I agree. That, that, the reason why that statement is the problem is because we can't get it out of the way. There's like, we live it I, I every want, day. I, I want everyone that's thinking, hey, I can't wait till this is over till I can stop seeing this on my television. I can't wait till this is over till I can stop seeing this at the grocery store or stop seeing Black Lives Matter on billboards or stop seeing this. I can't wait till this is over. This will never be over. Like, what you're saying is you don't want to see it anymore. You don't want it to be over you want us to shut the fuck up. Exactly. And there's a difference. If you're looking at a problem, right? Like, and, and if somebody is sick and you want them to stop complaining about being sick, yeah, you could help them in their treatment. You could take them to the doctor. You could try to have them alleviate whatever symptoms that are going on with their particular illness, Right. Unless you don't think that there's anything really wrong with them, then you're pissed off. If somebody's always complaining about something, you don't think that there's anything really wrong with them, that's annoying. See, the underlying belief is that we're making all of this up, mm. is that this isn't happening. This isn't as bad as it seems. We want excuses to, 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 as to why we're not where we're supposed to be in America. We want to make excuses so we cannot work hard and stay inside of projects, fuck each other, and make a thousand babies all day. Like, there's... There's a belief that none of this is real, that this is some sort of social apparition that we've kind of created in order to explain to everybody why we aren't where we are in America. And so what people are, what people say, and I'm not saying that Chris Collinsworth was directly trying to say this, but the feeling is that let me get back to my life without having to deal with this. That, uh, more than anything, I can assure people of one thing. That is over. Hmm. Guess what? To Chris Collinsworth or whomever else, it'll never be out of the way. Yeah. Not anymore. We're not going back to dancing. Well, we will dance, but we're going to dance (laughs) to songs that remind us. We're We're going to play football, but we're going to play football and worship players who remind us. We're going to play basketball, but we're going to play basketball and support players and people who remind us, and if anybody is walking along here thinking there's Lottie Dottie in America, we're going to pull their coat 
and remind them of Breonna Taylor and Amal Arbery and Mike Brown and Trayvon Martin, okay, and George Floyd and everyone. We're going to remind them that shit ain't sweet all the time. You're not going to get it no more. You might as well turn the fucking game off. So there's nothing to get out the way. This is the way. This has to work. So that's the only thing I would say to him. And I think that's what highlights where the problem is, why it's not working right now. It's not us. It's that type of mentality. Because even if he did not mean to say those words, it's almost as if that's what he was thinking. That's what he said. That's what those people were thinking when they were booing. Mm-hmm. Can you just please hurry up and get this over with? There Big are nigga people throw who were like, yeah, there are people who are like, hey, we, we recognize it. We're, we understand, they think, and I use that in air quotes, what Black Lives Matter means. We get it. You have our attention. Can't you just continue on? Like, can't we just get back to normal? No, things were never normal for us. I can't believe he made that comment. I think that that speaks volumes to what a lot of people in America think. You think because you've taken a couple of baby steps in the right direction that you're already there when you still have a lot farther to go. Just because you now hear us and you understand slightly what Black Lives Matter means, you think that that's enough and it's not. We need so much more than that. And that thinking right there in that statement is why we're just now getting started. Yeah. Because we, well, we just got your attention. That's, that's, right. that's what people need to understand. We just got it. And we, we, and we, we also have just kind of, for me, there's been a reprioritization of, uh, a re, how do you say that word? Reprioritory. Okay, now nah, I don't know. Prior, <laughs> well, now. How, how do you say, can you, is there, is prioritization priority? Okay, so you know how you can prioritize? Yeah, reprioritize is what you're trying to say. But is there a such word as reprioritization? Is that a word? Well, you're able I'm, to say I'm, it. I'm going to go, go for it. it. I'm going to go for it. Pitbull, oh, yeah, Lord mm-hmm. God. See, that's, that's the kind of confidence I have right now. I got the pitbull confidence. Then I, I'll come here. The, the part I'm just waiting like, for you to shout like Kulo. The, I love that one even more. Kulo. <laughs> By the way, let me tell you something. What I like about the Pitbull is the confidence. Because Pitbull, they say whatever they say, and I don't speak Spanish, and but but they say whatever they say. And then Do you goes, know what Kulo means? Kulo means butt, right? Okay, yeah. I only know that because of Vita Guerra. Because like <laughs> when Vita Guerra would do all of the uh she there was the show on Univision. It was called El Gorda y Flaca. Have you ever seen this show before? No. On Univision? During my Univision days? I will watch Univision. El Gordo? El Gordo. The fat and skinny? That's what it means. Yeah, I know. Uh, you speak Spanish? I, un poquito. Like, uh, un poquito español. A little <laughs> bit, right? Uh, uh, like, that's what it means. It's like, it had this guy and he was bigger. He's lost weight now. I don't know if he's still with us, but this was a while ago. And then this lady who was like, I think Gloria Estefan's sister or... Gloria Estefan's husband's sister or something okay. like that, but she was a big deal. And they, he was, I guess, I don't want to call this man fat, but he was fat. Well, he's calling himself fat in the title. And so. she was skinny. And there was a part of this show, right, where they would bring in like a Latina model and they would get in the hot tub. Oh. Yeah. And, and this guy was bigger. He was big, right? But they would get in the hot tub. And what, Vita Guerra was on there, and he said something, 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 culo. And when he said culo, she turned around. And I was like, I learned this from the Spanish channel. I was like, 
Kulo must mean butt. How often did you watch the show? Were you trying to learn Spanish? I'm I'm trying to understand. We watched it for the, but I watched that. Not only did I watch that, (laughs) you watched watched it for uh, the Kulo. (laughs) I watched it for the Kulo. I watched, I also watched another show. It was called Sabado Gigante. You ever watch this? You know what that means? Sabado. Like Sunday? Sabado Gigante. Big Sunday. Okay. Is the name of the show. And it was a part of that show where they would have like ladies come out in the bathing suits and stuff like that. And it was called like Miss Coolita or something like that. I was like, there's that cooler word again. <laughs> I can, you know what I mean? I can deal. I like my Latinos. I feel like a part of their family. Anyway. Um, and so I will, I will watch the show and that's how I learned it. But then like, that's why when, when Pitbull came out there and he was doing the song Kulo, I was like, oh shit, I know what that means. <laughs> Love Pitbull. Bing, bang, come here. But no, uh, it's the, the, uh, the, the, the thing that we're saying is I don't know whether or not Chris Collinsworth meant that in the way that he meant it. I don't. Chris Collinsworth seems like a good guy. Don't want to, tear the skin off his face too much. But what I do want to say this is this, is that uh, for me personally, it's very important for people to remember that in this situation, our lives aren't a fad. This is not going to be a fad. I'm not going to let this be a fad. I'm going to be here to annoy y'all for the rest of the time that I have a mic, right? Our lives aren't a fad. Our our survival isn't a fad. Our survival, our thriving in this country Mm -hmm. isn't a fad. and we're not going to turn the page. We're not going back to dancing. We're not going back to rapping. We're going to do all the things that make us happy. We're going to do all the things that make us whole. We're going to do all the things that make us, but we're not going to forget. There's not, it's not going to be, we're not going to turn the page this time. It's just not going to happen. So what we could do is rather than wait for Black America to turn the page Mm -hmm. on their exploitation and the murders of Black people, we could decide as an American community to turn the page. And that, it, it's going to take a lot of heavy lifting to lift that page, but we only got to do it once. <laughs> yeah, you know it's going to take some heavy lifting when you have to overcome those type of mentalities. Because like you said, nobody's saying he's a bad guy. It's an ignorant comment, but you have to recognize how problematic that type of comment is. Yeah, you have to right. peel back the layers to that. Are you willing right. to do that when you think you've already done the work because you've taken three steps forward? Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, it's very, very true. To be, uh, to be determined. To be determined. We'll see. We'll see. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes. All that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app 
just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Uh, did you watch the versus battle last night? Did between I? Between Patty LaBelle uh, and Glass Knight. I did. This is the first versus battle that I've watched from start to finish. Normally, like I like, you know, like teeter out, teeter off. Teeter um, you know, it's a it's a yeah. long time. It is. Uh, I watched this whole versus battle and the Cowboys game was on. Mm-hmm. It was everything I wanted it to be. I felt like I was sitting in their living room. They were having conversation with each other, uplifting each other. They were talking from everything about cooking to their kids to voting uh, telling stories about behind the music. I love, I'm a big, big Gladys Knight fan. I love mm-hmm. Patty, but I love Gladys. And can mm-hmm. we just have a moment for her voice and yeah. how she's saying, I don't like what you're doing, but that's okay. It's like, I don't like what you're doing. I didn't, I didn't enjoy what you just You don't did. like what I'm doing about what? I don't like how you went. I like Patty, but I love Gladys. It's like, huh, Patty LaBelle. I love, I mean, I like Patty too, but I'm a big, if I had I to, like, if we were picking. I like Patty too. Okay, don't like try to make something out of this. I mean, I'm not making anything out of it. I have a you favorite. My favorite is Gladys. My favorite is Gladys. My favorite's Gladys. You made it. What you just said, what you just said is something that you say about like the Backstreet Boys. Like, I like I've the Backstreet Patty, Boys too. I've seen Patty LaBelle like twice in, in concert. I've seen Patty mm. LaBelle twice in concert. I'm a fan. Yeah, tough. But I favor Gladys. I'm Tough not sledding. afraid to admit that. Just, I just when you say stuff, just well, proper respect. Okay, how would you say it, Van? I don't know. Say it? Well, well, I'd say two black queens, obsidian prince, princesses. I'd say two. I'd say I'd say maybe we'll put one above the other. Maybe we'll do that. You I didn't mean? put one. I have a favorite. You did. I'm you sorry. Did. You don't have a favorite okay. singer. You don't have a favorite yeah. singer. Like who? Like who? Like who? Would be I don't know. Singer? You don't have a favorite. Yeah, like I if do. you We've had two people, we've talked about him on this show before. Him. Yeah, we've talked about him on this show before. Oh, my favorite Michael. Singer, okay. Michael Jackson. So if Michael mm-hmm. and Prince are going against each other? I'm, Michael and Prince are going against each other. I'm not going to say. Uh, that's a perfect example. Perfect example. Rest in peace, both men. Uh, we're talking about music here and nothing else. Stay out of my DMs. Rest in, like, like, rest in, peace, both, rest in peace, both men. I'm not going to be like, hey, Michael and Prince are up there. And I, 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 like, I, like, I like Prince. He's cool. But Michael is everything. This is what I'm saying. It's like Patty LaBelle. I think it's they're both amazing, about. but I favor Gladys. Okay, it's fine. But but when I pick, when it comes to a winner in the versus mm-hmm. battle, they mm-hmm. both won. That I will say. Yeah. I cannot I t- put one over the other because Patty was on one. She brought a different energy than Gladys, but then Gladys was singing and brought a different energy than Patty. It was amazing. Go ahead. Hmm. Go ahead now. Since you just ripped the way that I said it. I didn't rip anything. I just wanted to make sure I that, like them both. I love them both. You, you, I've actually you might, never seen Gladys in concert. I've seen Patty you, twice. And you don't really want to talk about Patty LaBelle. I'm like not talking that. about Patty. Just don't to do let that you know, to me. 
Don't you might get a me. sweet potato pie delivered to your house with a horse's head on it. Like you, like, you, like, like, you, like you never, you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to go back and forth with Don't do that. Don't try to like make that. something out of nothing. I like them both. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. every single moment. I was watching it with my mom from a distance. Even loved Dion coming out at the end. Yeah, Singing super Dion. Dion's great. Dion's great. I'll say, this, this is what I'll say. I'll say this. Timbaland and Swiss Beats have done a lot of amazing things in their careers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fantastic things. These brothers, you, we, don't even, we don't have a podcast long enough <laughs> to list the accomplishments of Swiss Beats and, um, and, and, uh, and Timbaland. Okay, we don't have a podcast long enough. As a matter of fact, we don't have a podcast long enough to talk about Swiss Beats' house. <laughs> like, look, like, you guys do me a favor. Go look up Swiss's crib where Swiss lays his head with the beautiful Alicia Keys and family. Talking about somebody who's one in life with that gorgeous black art everywhere. Go look at Swiss's house and then tell me, the first thing you're going to think to yourself when you see the house is, who's washing all those windows? <laughs> like, that's the first thing you're going to be like. You're going to think you got to be rich. You got to be rich to have that house. Because I know damn well, he, not, he ain't got no squeegee, all of that. It's like, it looks like a no. glass villain's fortress like out in Malibu, it's the most one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen before in my life. If what you like, if you ever gonna stop writing, let's see for everyone out there that's listening to this. Let's say you want to do something, right? You want to be a writer. You think I've written enough today? I can finish it tomorrow. Know what you do? Google Swiss Beast's house. You're gonna finish that shit today. You gonna that's gonna give you the extra motivation you need to keep going because you want to one time live in a goddamn palace by the sea. Anyway, of all the things that they've done. I'm going to be honest with you. What I got last night, I'm more thankful to them for that than I am for... I get for, it. For Big Pippin, for Down Bottom, <laughs> for, for any of the amazing, fantastic music that they've made, right? To put those two queens on a pedestal like they did last night. I agree. And have that cultural moment that should be enshrined, right? I am more thankful for, to them two brothers, and not just to them, but to everybody who did Versus. Because we got some Versus old school pioneers out there, right? Yeah. Like The Dream and Sean Garrett and Boy One Day and Hit Boy and all of those people out there that were really doing the Versus back when it wasn't kind of like what it is right now, right? John to Austin, all those people like that that were back doing the Versus. All those people that have made that brand to where it is, to where now you can get an opportunity. You guys, we didn't used to get the opportunity like this mm. to like really like love on these people that you've been hearing for so long like this. We didn't get these opportunities. We didn't get a chance to love on them like this and, and go back through all of this music. This is something that's normally set aside for when, God forbid, we lose somebody. Right. And now they get to see how much we love them now versus has turned into something that is so unbelievably beautiful. Yeah. That they're doing to me a service for this culture, for these people, for this game. It is amazing. And I hope everyone got a chance to watch that and got a chance to understand what it meant but Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle to be on the stage together with Dionne Warwick. 
You know if what you saying? didn't get it, if you didn't get it before, you had to have gotten it when you watched it. And I hope you learned something about mm-hmm. it just to hear how good of friends that they were. I didn't right. really know all that and how they've been through life experiences with one another. Death, happiness, marriage. You know what I mean? It was beautiful. Standing up, singing with each other. I love every minute. What was your what's your favorite? What's your favorite Gladys song? What's your oh, if if you can find it in yourself to pick a favorite song since you you don't want to do these things. A favorite Patty song, favorite Gladys song. Well, my favorite Gladys song is Midnight Train to Georgia just because that's like the one that I Typical. heard the most. It's an easy. I mean, look, it, it, it's like, like it's a, my mother used to listen to that song and cry for some reason. I don't know why. I, want, I always want to ask her, like, sometimes I want to ask mom, were you fucking a nigga in Atlanta or something like that? Like, what? Like, what? I, like, I, I never it knew It is a woman's why. anthem, though. It's but I, I don't get why it moved her like that. It's the way Gladys sings it. See, neither one mm-hmm. of us might be my favorite because that's a that's a breakup song that I mm-hmm. feel like I've had to sing a number of times throughout mm-hmm. my life. I just, oh, it just took me back. And when, wait, when they sang Superwoman at the end, yeah. that's a song that I sing around the house when I get mad at Brian. So really? I love, oh yeah. What song does he sing when he gets mad at you? <laughs> it's that Pitbull, huh? It's that Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. He, he like, like when he, when he, when he sings, I'm not, he, he sings that Pitbull. Like, cause he's, he's trying to make up with you. And he looks at you and he goes like, and he knows oh, I yeah, can't understand Loka, come here. And he just tells you to come over here and then you, the confidence. And it softens me up and I start yeah, dancing. Yeah, I start moving my head. Man, I love that shit. <laughs> that shit is hot as fuck. I'm so glad that we got on Pitbull today. That I love Pitbull. Even remember if it was the, for the wrong reasons. You turned it into the, something you liked. Well, whatever, man. Like, whatever, man. Do you remember the Fireball song that he had? No. Yeah, song was about Fireball. He did. I don't about know how I can miss this. They called me Fireball Rach in the Bachelor Mansion. I don't know how Why I can you miss Fireball Rach? I drank a lot of Fireball. Oh, my God. How disgusting a life have you led? Like, why? Like, why? What? what? I love Fireball. A... I still do. You love Fireball? I still do. What the hell is going on, man? I love it. The cinnamon taste. Like, it's, it goes down oh so smooth. God. It's like candy. It's like candy. Ugh. Fireball Rach. Fireball Rach. Anyway, I I I, I love Patty LaBelle. I love On Our Own. <laughs> really? That's the yeah. one? Mine's Somebody Loves <laughs> You. I used to sing that as a Somebody kid. Somebody Loves You is great, loud. too. Obviously, Lady Marmalade is great. But On Our Own. On is just like... <laughs> I, I, love, I love that. I love the little... It's like, I, I just came later. I love... But listen, I just... It does something to my spirit to watch those two queens Same. sit there and see how much we love them. Because if you're Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight, you know, right? But you don't get to feel it. You don't get to feel how much. And so many of our artists, they give so much culturally. They give so much art to us. Mm-hmm. And then when popular culture turns the page on them, they might feel like the love ain't the same anymore. I'm trying to tell y'all, it's the same Sade, I love you. Dionne Warwick, I love you. You know, all of these people. Shalimar, I love you. The, the guys who made the song Don't Disturb This Groove. What's the name of those guys again? Damn. You ever heard that song, Don't Disturb This Groove? Hang a picture on the door and say, Don't disturb this groove. I can't. The system. The system. The I system. love you. The, that's a great song, by the way. I'm that's not a knocking it. Song. I just um, heard it. 
But like all, everybody from back then, man, Special Ed, you know what I mean? Chubb Rock, all of these people, we love y'all. We they love y'all. It. Yeah. They had I'm glad to. that they get a chance to feel all of this love. Man. Um, I didn't right. believe it. Wait, can I just also say when they announced sure. it, I thought it was a joke. They didn't I think was it was like, real. No way they got Patty LaBelle and Gladys Knight to sit. Not that they were against each other. I just thought they're so magnificent. I can't mm-hmm. believe that they're going to do the versus battle. Yeah. Glad I was it. wrong. Now, Glad to be now, wrong. Now, you know, it's uh What do you do? Now I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we we had baby face. Look, holograms. Baby face holograms. Holograms. You can't. No, no holograms. People have been saying the holograms too. People have been saying I mean, like a. I, I'm trying. Like you got to. You got to keep going. You got to go. Tupac people who are who are no who aren't with us anymore. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you what they do for the verses now. Because now they've gone so high, you bring it back down to the streets. You know who I want to see in the verses? Who? In the verses, I want to see Three Six Mafia versus UGK. Three okay, Six Mafia that, but, but versus we don't UGK. Say anymore. We still got Bun. Yeah, that's a little sad though. Like he's got to be up we there by himself. Bun. He's got to be by himself. Pepsi would have all of South Texas with him. The yeah. uh, Pepsi, like um, excuse me, Bumpy would have three, all of South mafia. Texas. Three Six Who Mafia. Either because they have three, people in and out. You know what I mean? But 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 the Three Six Mafia would be if I'm going Three Six Mafia lineup, it's gonna be Gangsta, Gangsta Boo, yeah, Crunchy. Paul, Black. Um, Juicy J. Juicy J. Yeah, so I mean, you can run with that. Whoever else is in there, you know what I'm saying? Who else throws, throw whoever else in there? You, you don't Project have like... Project Pat. Project Pat is not in the 3-6 Mafia. He's right. He's 3-6 he's Mafia adjacent. It's right. my point. He, by the way, he's amazing, point. by the way. But what I'm saying is... You <laughs> I know, know he's not in 3-6 Mafia. Right, but like, do like, do some shit like that. Bring it back to the real South gritty shit. Or like, I like what you did right there. Themes. Have a yeah. theme. I like yeah. it. Dirty South battle. Battle for Ooh. the Dirty South. Or you could do, you could do the Three Six Mafia versus the Hot Boys. How crazy I'm, would it be? How crazy I would it be to, to have be there. juvenile thing? How crazy would it be to have Juvie, Wayne, uh, BG, Turk. and Turk Is all BG in still one in jail? room? Uh, I think BG home. All, okay. all in one room. I think BG been home. I, all in one room versus Three Six Mafia. Three Six Mafia versus Hot Boys. All of it. Cash money, you know. Versus, I guess that was Swap uh, You wouldn't house? do three six months. You have to do no limit. You have to do no limit in cash money. You have to go back and forth between. You can them. do that's, no limit in cash money. Do no limit versus cash money. That would be perfect. a better matchup. No limit versus cash money. All the hits, P Silk and them in one room, and you got all the high boys in another room. But what I'm saying no limit versus cash money. No Drake shit. No Drake. No, no Drake, that, no, no We're Drake, nine, no nine, Nikki. Two thousands, nine nine yeah. two thousands. No or, Drake, or no before. Nikki, none of that. Because at that point, it just gets, it'll get. I wasn't even ridiculous. counting them. That's not. No, that's cause, not because you can't. You, they can't be beat. Cash money yeah. can't be beat. If that's all right. Uh, think about that though. Think about dirty sound. I like it. it. Back I now. like it. We you brought me queens. back. Now take it back to the streets. All right, um, we are out of here, Rach. I do want to con- congratulate you on starting over at Extra. It's a big Thank deal. You. That's a Thank huge. You. It's a huge deal. You're very, it's a very exciting time in the career of Big Rage right now. You got more fucking TV shows than Oprah Winfrey right now. <laughs> Thanks. You want, when you put it like that, that 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 makes me wanna, feel really good. Want to take this opportunity to call yourself the next Oprah? Um, I do not. Do but I would like to take Oprah? this opportunity to thank all of those who have helped me get to where I am today. No, I'm good. You don't think you're the you next know, Oprah? You know who you are. No, I'm not the next Oprah. 
You don't think so? You're not even a little bit? I'm doing an MTV show called Ghosted. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think that's what that's on Oprah's level. Everybody gotta start somewhere. All right, we are out. Thought Warriors, take your thinking caps off, but do not stop learning. You guys, fight for your society. Fight for it. Fight for it. I'm Van Lathan. I'm Rachel Lindsay. We out. <laughs>